You must remember what Amalek has done to you, says our Holy Bible. And we do remember and we are fighting our brave troops and combatants who are now in Gaza or around Gaza and in all other regions in Israel are joining this chain of Jewish heroes, a chain that has started 3,000 years ago from Joshua ben Nun until the heroes of 1948, the Six-Day War, the 73 October War, and all other wars in this country are hero troops. They have one supreme main goal, to completely defeat the murderous enemy and to guarantee our existence in this country. We've always said, never again, never again is now. I want to make clear Israel's position regarding a ceasefire. Just as the United States would not agree to a ceasefire after the bombing of Pearl Harbor or after the terrorist attack of 9-11, Israel will not agree to a cessation of hostilities with Hamas after the horrific attacks of October 7th. Calls for a ceasefire are calls for Israel to surrender to Hamas, to surrender to terrorism, to surrender to barbarism. That will not happen. Ladies and gentlemen, the Bible says that there is a time for peace and a time for war. This is a time for war, a war for our common future. Today we draw a line between the forces of civilization and the forces of barbarism. It is a time for everyone to decide where they stand. Israel will stand against the forces of barbarism until victory. I hope and pray that civilized nations everywhere will back this fight. Because Israel's fight is your fight. Because if Hamas and Iran's axis of evil win, you will be their next target. That's why Israel's victory will be your victory. But make no mistake, regardless of who stands with Israel, Israel will fight until this battle is won. And Israel will prevail. May God bless Israel. And may God bless all those who stand with Israel. Accountability is God's job, but it's not solely God's job. No, it's our job too. We will be the plan. We are never going to give up. When the truth is known to the entire world, we are going to have extreme accountability. Good evening and welcome to the Stu Peters Show. So the world insists that we frame this war in Gaza as Israel against Hamas. But Hamas is not a country. No, it's just the small group that rules over Gaza. Gaza is a territory with about 2.3 million people. The vast majority of them are not Hamas members and are non-combatants. Nearly half of them are children. Over 50% are under the age of 15. Over 75% under the age of 25. And right now... As part of Israel's massive reprisal campaign, which seems to have no objective except mass destruction, about 7,000 people are already dead. Most of these dead were civilians. Most of them had nowhere to go. They couldn't just leave Gaza. Many of them have probably never left Gaza's 140 square miles in their entire lives, and now they're being treated like subhuman abominations fit only for extermination, for the crime of simply living next to Israel under the thumb of a terrorist group. A group that Israel decades ago actually helped to create as a counterweight to other groups in Palestine. But even news outlets that are sympathetic to the Palestinians rarely give them a face. 
They're just treated as some blob of victims exposed to Israeli attacks. Well, we want to step above that. On this show, we always give a voice to those who won't receive a voice elsewhere. So when we received this message, we knew that we wanted to have the person behind it on our show. The message that we got read as follows, quote, My name is Zachariah. I carry a rich tapestry of cultures within me, identifying as Palestinian, Syrian, Belgian, and Dutch. My journey began in the heart of Syria, where I pursued studies in business and marketing. The unrest in Syria compelled me to leave, finding solace and purpose in Lebanon, where I contributed to over two years to NGOs and missions supporting 5,500 refugee families there and conducted many humanitarian projects with international partners. Afterwards, I was forced to move to the Netherlands. Being Palestinian is a vital part of my identity. It is who I am, and today I'm here to delve into the stories of our fragmented communities across Syria, Lebanon, Jordan, and the West Bank and Gaza included. We've been labeled refugees. Our movements have been restricted. Our political voices have been stifled. Yet we hold onto the name Palestinian with pride and determination, finding our identity in our rich history, our culture, and the shared experiences of our people. I would like to reflect on the current war. When we heard this message from Zechariah, we knew that we had to have him on. He continued, he would like to reflect on the current war and how we perceive the West's involvement in our struggle. Unquote. We're glad that he contacted us and we welcome onto our program now. Zachariah, thank you so much for coming. We appreciate you being here. Who's being killed in Gaza? Thank you for having me. Yeah, of course. Well, if you're watching the news lately, you're noticing that most of the photos, most of the imagery coming from Gaza, most of the news coming from the people that we know, from the people, from the families that we have, or the friends that we, ha we are connected with, it's mainly civilians. I am aware that what happened in 2000, uh, what happened in uh, uh, the 7th is a very, very unprecedented um, uh, change that I think a lot of people are, are, are shocked of the amount of uh, uh, casualties, the amount of uh, suffering that happened. But the people who are suffering there, the people who are being bombed, are simply mainly the civilians, the people who are living there. When you're bombing this very small city, this very small community that is trapped there, they have no other place to go. Sometimes they've been told, go to, to south of uh, Gaza Strip. It's a safer place. They go south, the south they're bombed. Sometimes they're, they're, they're told, leave this hospital because underneath every single hospital in Gaza is a Hamas uh, command post. When a hospital has been, has been bombed, we are told that well, the Israelis are bomb did not bomb this hospital. And if you're if you're following the news, there were 500 people who died in one of the Israeli bombings lately in Gaza. What is really shocking is that when you when we're watching the news, we cannot really follow. We cannot really understand what's going on. Sometimes we're told Israelis do not bomb hospitals. The other times we're told, oh, these hospitals are uh, places where the terrorists are hiding. Where are these terrorists hiding? They're hunting underground. What, what kind of photos, what kind of evidence that I provided to justify this bombing, to justify the killing of 3,300 children? Do the, at, at the moment, more than 3,300 uh, children have died. And I hear like the justifications for the bombings. I hear that Hamas is using civilians as human shields. What I really do not understand is that how is that, how is that fair? How is it? How is it okay to um, to bomb someone and claim 
Well, I am uh, the civilians are being bombed because there is a uh, there's an insurgent somewhere. There is a there is a uh, a group hiding underneath a tunnel, underneath a hospital. What I'm what I'm watching, what most of the people are watching, families being killed, whole families being annihilated. If you're watching, if you're following up uh, the names of the people who are who 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 are already dead, that's seven thousand people dead. That. Uh, unfortunately, the American government is saying, President Biden is also saying that, well, this is a very inflated, very exaggerated number. These numbers have been confirmed by multiple, multiple uh, uh, sources, multiple international sources. The names of the people, the ages of the people who are being bombed, who are being annihilated, who are being killed. Unfortunately, my people are being killed, being treated like animals. And we're being killed on a very unprecedented, uh, uh, unprecedented rate. I never witnessed, uh, like even uh, I've heard Netanyahu say saying that well, when the Japanese bombed Pearl Harbor, uh, the Americans were were uh, did not did not ha hesitate to react. Or it, it's it's okay. We we cannot tell the Americans that well, you're war criminals if you're if you're bombing the Japanese. I I, I sometimes I try to empathize. I really try to sit at the place of the Israeli people. I try to sit at the place of the um, the like. The people who are living just across, you know, the Gaza Strip, living their life free to move, have passports, can go anywhere, can 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 live their life, can follow their aspirations, can travel, can choose to leave Israel if they want to. And we have, like again, my people are being trapped in a very very small area, being being uh, giving no choice, nowhere to go. So when you're asking me who are being killed, I think ma mainly the people who are being killed or the people who are being punished are the Palestinian people. Who's responsible I, for this? I mean, who who is it that set all of this off? Was it Hamas or is the military industrial complex that's controlled by U.S. taxpayer money and the Zionist lobby responsible for all of this killing? Well, honestly, the Palestinians have no choice in the killing. They're, they have no choice even in the conflict. When you're talking about who, who are these Palestinians, we're talking about people that are fragmented, people who did not ever vote in their entire lives. I am a, I'm a Palestinian. I have never voted. I have never chosen Hamas. I have never cho chosen the Palestinian Authority. I have never chosen anyone to represent me. I have I have no control over the conflict. I am a mere viewer. I am always at the at the end of uh, of the Israeli government deciding that well this is the time to bomb this area this is this is the time to to have war in Gaza in in 16 years Gaza have been through five different wars and each war each war like the the narrative changes so some like if sometimes it's uh, Hamas have done something and we're bombing Hamas sometimes there is a massive operation like what happened lately and we are bombing Hamas and what I, what is consistent is that whatever that's happening, whatever whatever operation that that that, that is happening there, is that the suffering of, of my people continues. That we are literally trapped in this very very small strip. We have no choice of the conflict. The Palestinian people did not decide to launch the, the operation, and they absolutely did not decide to go on war with Israel. What I'm what I'm what I'm witnessing from the huge numbers of funding that is giving to this operation, the huge support that's been given by the United States government, is that um, the, there is a, a, an already determined decision to kick those people out. There is there is a plan that is already have been made to kick my people out of Gaza, like 
my ancestors were kicked out. I, I come from originally from Haifa. I, I cannot go back to Haifa. There was a decision to kick my people out 75 years ago. I've moved to Syria. I lived in Syria. I was always labeled Palestinian. I have never had a Palestinian uh, Syrian passport. I've never became Syrian. It's, it was not possible for me to be Syrian. So when, when, in my opinion, what is going on is, is, is a decision that was made mainly in Israel, mainly by the Israeli government. And uh, the decision is to kill as many Palestinians as possible to restore the faith in the Israeli uh, state. That is how I'm, that's how we, how we perceive the conflict. Whose faith? Hmm? Whose faith are, is, is being restored by killing innocent children? I, uh, in, in my, uh, honestly, you should watch a little bit of TikTok and you will, you, 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 a little bit of TikTok on what's going on now. Like uh, there is a lot of trends where they're making fun of uh, Palestinian families being killed or making like uh, uh, Israeli influencers making, making this uh, uh, funny TikToks where they're making uh, fun of Palestinian people be, being killed. Um, so I think it is, um, uh, can you repeat the question, please? Yeah, whose faith is being restored in the Israeli state by carpet bombing innocent children in civilian occupied apartment complexes and hospitals? Honestly, I, I, I don't understand how, 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 the, how this goes, but in my, in my opinion- Israel is really a terrorist state right now? I mean, isn't this a terrorist state? I believe that the Israelis are behaving exactly like a terrorist state. Because this is what a, this is what a terrorist group is doing. You know, they want to terrorize, and and this is what Netanyahu have said so many so many different times. There is a lot of Israeli um, it, it, there's a lot of Israeli thinkers who are saying that well, maybe we need to kill fifty thousand Palestinians to make them terrified of repeating what happened in uh, in uh, at the seventh. And I think that's that, that that like like I understand it in the context of of. Uh, exiting out of our reality and just thinking about numbers and thinking, uh, well, um, well, uh, yeah, it makes sense. They lost a lot of people and they think the proportional response is to kill as many Palestinians as possible, as fast as possible, so we can terrorize these people from repeating for, uh, uh, what happened. All of America. Pro- oh, go, go ahead. The problem is that we did not elect Hamas. We have no say in this. Yeah. We are always on the receiving end of the bombing. We are on the receiving end of the decision. There is no way that the Palestinians in Gaza have gathered and decided, well, today is a good day to attack Israel. This is not how it goes. This is not how, how, how this, this whole conflict went. And the other problem is that the Israelis relished on the uh, division between Hamas and the Palestinian Authority because this division have stopped the, the, uh, the is, is, is helping them in establishing a non-existent Palestinian state, a status quo when we are governed by two different groups. There is no, there is no unity at the Palestinian. It life. doesn't matter if you voted for Hamas or not, to be honest with you. Um, I, of course, didn't yes. vote for Joe Biden, but had I voted for Joe Biden, that doesn't mean that I just give him carte blanche or give him some pass to go and kill innocent people. Uh, exactly. Yes. I'm not yes. responsible for what Joe Biden does. I don't have to support those efforts. Even if you did vote for exactly. Hamas, it doesn't mean that you have to support what happened on October 7th in Israel. Uh, and, and people are able to independently and freely think. I was going to say all of America got behind uh, the United States military and behind George Bush after 9-11. 3,000 people were killed on September 11th. We've learned a lot about September 11th since then, but we were told that it was some low IQ people from some country called Afghanistan uh, that put all of this together. We 
since have learned that's absolutely not the case, that our CIA was involved and that this was absolutely an inside job. But we supported going there and killing people. Our military industrial complex has killed millions of people, spent trillions of taxpayer dollars all over the world to spread democracy. Turns out yeah. this spreading democracy is kind of dangerous and deadly and genocidal. And I look at it as ethnic cleansing, which is what I look at what's happening right now. To what do you attribute the refusal? You said that, you know, 7,000 has been confirmed by multiple sources as the amount of people that are dead. Yes. If 7,000 are dead and we're just going by 50% numbers under the age of 15, we have to assume that, you know, uh, it's 3,500 kids under the age of 15 are now dead as a result of this Jewish supremacist genocidal ethnic cleansing that's happening in Gaza right now. So yes. to what do you attribute the refusal of the media, not only in your region, but in the West or here in America, to actually tell the truth about who it is that's dying and who's responsible for the killing? To be honest, I, 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 I feel like the, the, uh, the, 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 the media is out of control. Or at least I feel like the media is under the control of a very, very few elites. Yeah. Do you think they're and, out of control or do you think they're being controlled? I think they're out of control in, in terms of their their ability to present the truth. They're they're not able to present the truth anymore. I feel people are being I, I can see my even my friends, even my even even people in uh, all over the world. I, I, I hear also about celebrities being bullied. So now. You have to make it sure. I, I feel also that that the similarities. I feel the American people are much uh, closer in their values, closer in their uh, in their uh, appearances, close closer in their in their looks to the um, to the Israeli people. Maybe that's my feeling. You know, I feel like when you when when you when you look at the Israeli people, I feel like you still can see your yourselves in a way. But when you look at the Arabs, I feel you are looking at. Um, uh, at very different people. You are looking at aliens. You are looking at non-humans. Non terrorists. At, that's what you're looking terrorists. at. Yeah, you're that's, looking at terrorists. You see, yes, you see you're an Arab and that's, that's what we've been programmed to what, believe. What is shocking is that how can I, I still don't understand why is it so difficult for the American media, the international media, the American president, why is it so difficult that we condemn the killing of three 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 thousand three hundred uh three hundred uh, uh people why is it also so easy to label people as anti-semites i really advise all of your viewers to just google what a semite means and what a semite means is not only is not not only jewish it's a it's a reference to jewish and arabs how are we anti ourselves and how is it so difficult for us just to explain that we, we, we we're not anti we, we are not anti-semites but I feel it's very easy for the the Western media to label people uh, as anti-Semites and to bully people, to let people shut up, to let people be scared. To and and uh, that is why that, that's why I, I I feel like it's very difficult now for um, uh, for the media for any free individual just to even speak his voice, and it's very shocking because. This is supposed to be the cradle of democracy. Yeah. Your country is supposed to be. And this is how we perceive you. I know that American people maybe think that we have a very extreme views about what America is, but we are raised on American media. We, I, I taught myself English just watching American news, watching American, uh, watching American media, watching American movies. So I don't believe we're very difficult, but I feel in the media, it's very easy to make that distinction, distinction between what a, a valuable human life is 
in what a non-important human life or uh, um, uh, a lesser life like the lives of the people of Gaza, the children in Gaza and the families in Gaza. It's so easy to uh, to find a lot of uh, uh, a lot of attribution to every single Israeli victim. But it's it's there are so many Palestinian victims that that they're just numbers. They're just a very long list. You just look at it and you just you, you just ignore it. I feel that the media highlights only a certain part of the truth. Yeah. That's because they're being paid. They're all owned by the same Zionist criminal conglomerate, murderous conglomerate. BlackRock, Vanguard, the Rothschilds, they're responsible for every intervention that we do. I've said it before. I will say it again. The only intervention that anybody should support at this point right now is when the American people rise up and intervene with its current government. Zachariah, thank you so much for being here. We really appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah. And as part of this, you know, as we're funding these wars, as United States taxpayers are responsible for paying for a genocidal ethnic cleansing, not only in Gaza, but what did we do in Iraq? What did we do in Afghanistan? What did we do in Libya? What did we do in Syria? What are we preparing to do in Taiwan against China? What are we doing here in our own country? What are we doing? We're funding all of this. The military-industrial complex, the United States murderous corporate crime syndicate, this illegitimate regime, this installed globalist Zionist-controlled regime is going to steal everything that we have in order to enrich and empower themselves and in order to give themselves endless power, surveillance, to lock each one of us into virtual or physical prisons. And financial prisons is part of it as well. If you don't have the resources to take care of yourself, if you don't have your retirement when you're done working, if you don't have the ability to care for your children, then you may as well be in prison already. And that's going to happen. The great financial reset is just right around the corner. Do you know how many of you are going to wake up at some point in the Stu Crew viewing audience and say, oh my goodness, and you're going to look at your Wells Fargo or Bank of America account and it's going to be at zero? They're going to wipe it all out. The CBDCs are coming. The mark of the beast is coming. We have been promised all of this, so you have to protect yourself. Get physical gold and silver. That's what you should be doing right now. I get mine from Gold Co. You can too. Call them today, 855-706-GOLD. Again, 855-706-GOLD for Gold Co. They have already helped to protect thousands, countless Americans against hyperinflation, criminal taxation, and funding these forever wars. Get out of that system, that Rothschild, Zionist, mafia-controlled, BlackRock, Vanguard investment-controlled, Pfizer, and Moderna-controlled market, and protect yourself with physical gold and silver. Don't be a victim of the great financial reset. It's inevitably coming. 855-706-GOLD. Again, 855-706-GOLD. We'll be right back. For the first time in a millennia, a famine of biblical proportion is hitting the earth, and it's by design. War has created scarcity. Fertilizer production has been wiped out. The price of fertilizer is up 128%. Food processing plants are exploding. Herds of cows are being massacred and buried. This is a very abnormal event. The Great Reset demons have created the crisis, but a generation of great resistors following King Jesus have the solution. Heavensharvest.com, get there right now. Prepare for the worst by trusting the best. Heavensharvest.com has a delicious plan to conquer starvation. It's real food, high quality, tastes great. 
It's actually really good. Trust Heaven's Harvest today. Order food for the year and a bucket of heirloom seeds. Affordable, available, ready for the fight ahead. Heavensharvest.com. If you are a man over 45 who's dealing with prostate problems, you're certainly not alone. It's a very common issue. But you need to know about this shockingly simple prostate shrinking candy chew hack that you can use to quickly reclaim control of your bladder. A simple morning candy chew hack that allows you to permanently end your prostate issues so you never again deal with humiliating or frustrating urges to go at the worst time. The hack takes only 60 seconds to use, by the way. Thousands of American men have already tried the hack, giving them back their freedom and peace of mind while allowing them to have an easy, high-volume flow every time they go pee. Go to flowforcemax.com slash stew. Find out more about the prostate shrinking candy chew hack that has thrown the medical industry off the tracks, allowing men to fix their problems quickly and easily from the comfort of their homes. That's flowforcemax.com slash stew. I'm Efraín Gonzalez, correspondent with Butterhack News. These are exclusive images of how mass crossings of hundreds of migrants are being carried out in recent days at Deagle Pass, raising the barbed wire with machinery. This huge caravan of around 300 migrants crossed into Eagle Pass thanks to Border Patrol agents lifting the barbed wire. The hundreds of migrants crossed in a few minutes. This being the first massive crossing that our cameras witnessed in the last days of October. Previously, these caravans are sent to uninhabited areas of the Rio Grande, where Border Patrol awaits them with four-leaf tractors. Given these facilities, uh, migrants say they prefer to cross the river instead of processing legal entry. El plan cuál es ahora? Cruzar por el Rio Bravo con sus niños o CBP1? Cruzar por el Rio Bravo y no primeramente en el nombre de Dios. Se tarda mucho. Y nosotros no tenemos recursos para quedarnos. Somehow these large groups of migrants are informed about the place and time when the forklifts raise the barbed wire to cross in drops. So the press and the deep state and even the Republican Party all want you distracted by the wars in Gaza and Israel and in Ukraine. But make no mistake, the most important crisis for this country, the one that we actually live in, is the treason being committed on our border. That's exactly what it is, treason. This is not neglect. It's not incompetence. It's not by accident. This isn't policy mistakes. No, this is treason. This is the calculated and planned demolition of America by people with a sinister agenda. And the treason is happening right in broad daylight. It happens every single time an asylum processor gives someone a court date two years or five years or even 10 years into the future with full permission to live and work in America until that court date in the full knowledge that even if they blow off that court date, nothing will happen. ICE isn't coming to track anybody down. It happens every time we let in an asylum seeker to go home on vacation to the country that they got asylum from. And yes, that happens all the time. This treason happens every single time a so-called Christian nonprofit buses migrants into your town in return for a payoff from the federal government. And most recently, this treason is happening through the Border Patrol, literally cutting up wire fencing on the border in order to make sure that more illegals can flood in without any hindrance at all. We have to repeat the word. This is treason. This is allowing foreign invaders to come into this country to steal and to kill and to conquer. It's done in order to displace and replace and destroy the native population. It's treason and the people responsible for it deserve the death penalty. Dan Lyman is an independent journalist and a reporter with Border Hawk News. He's been monitoring the border personally. 
He has exclusive footage of the Border Patrol literally cutting the wires to allow migrants and cartel killers into this country. And he joins us now. Dan, thank you so much for coming. We appreciate you being here. Thanks for having me back, Stu. Yeah, I mean, do you agree this is treason? It certainly seems like it. Um, This is something we've been watching happening a lot lately in the past few months, of course, when the videos started surfacing of Border Patrol going in and cutting the wires. uh, And uh, they they said originally that they were doing that on private property and that the private landowner had approved it. Uh, But basically, this is the federal government at war with the state of Texas because those barriers are erected by the state of Texas. And the state of Texas is now fighting back legally. And the Biden administration appears to have ramped up, you know, the situation because they went from just cutting the wires to usually using a forklift, a massive forklift to literally lift the wires and to allow illegals to scurry underneath uh, by official count. That was over 300 illegals that made it in during that crossing. And as our reporter Efrain Gonzalez on the ground noted, he was the only person there with any media outlet, actually. Um, He noted that it was very suspicious that these people knew to be there at that given time to make that crossing. Um, Good news is, though, over the weekend, a federal judge issued a temporary restraining order against the Biden regime, ordering them to stop tampering in any way with barriers erected by the state of Texas, particularly the concertina wire, until uh, more arguments can be heard. So that will be in effect for at least one more week from now. Of course, the judge left a small loophole that I'm sure the feds will exploit, saying if it's a a medical emergency and there is no other recourse, then in that case, the Border Patrol or other federal agents would be uh, permitted to uh, tamper with the the barrier. So it remains to be seen how uh, how much they exploit that in the coming days. Yeah. Or if a female comes here, you know, seeking to flee an abusive relationship in her home country. And then what do you know? The next thing you know, that abusive spouse or boyfriend will be let right in as well to chase her down because she's going to bring him here. I mean, this is the thing that we're seeing all the time. Asylum, they they look on TikTok for specific instructions, what to say if they come across CBP or a Border Patrol agent, and then they just get let right in as asylum seekers. I mean, how do we stop this? Well, not only that, they're being coached on the way in. They're being instructed by NGOs, as you mentioned, some of these quote unquote Christian charities. Also, the United Nations is heavily involved in this. So they, uh, they get uh, legal advice. They get um, oftentimes get walked through the process before they hit our border uh, as to what to say and what are the magic words that will enable them to enter the country. And effectively, you know, none of them are going to leave. Very, very few. Who are some of these Christian NGOs or charities rather that are uh, posing as Christian charities? Can you name them? Do you know who they are specifically that are like helping to aid the physical invasion of our country and participate in the largest human trafficking racket known to mankind? Well, I think it's well documented that the largest uh, probably would be Catholic charities. We have Lutheran charities, Baptist charities. Um, One of the things that's been going on for a while now, of course, is the situation in New York City. And uh, they're up to at least 130,000 illegal aliens who have arrived in the city just since last year. And you'll often hear from the mainstream media and even from the mayor of New York, Eric Adams, they will blame uh, the state of Texas and Governor Abbott for busing those migrants in from from the border. But the reality is it's only 10 to 15 percent have arrived via that program. And my understanding is that the largest offender, the largest uh, group that is uh, participating in bringing illegal aliens to New York City specifically is probably the Red Cross. Mm. You know, when you have a military, it's your military's sole job to protect the borders of your country. And if somebody threatens to physically invade your country, you shoot them. Well, why isn't our military down here shooting these people? 
Well, uh, that's a good question. I think probably in times past that would have been viewed as a viable option, but apparently our military gets used these days to shoot people defending other nations' borders uh, from, from invaders. Um, so it looks like our military's mission is uh, completely flipped. And uh, I'm guessing there's probably a good reason they love to send uh, these uh, fine men and women, many of them brave men and women who, who do believe that they are fighting for and in defense of the nation. Uh, they like to see them overseas, far away from the issues here that they probably would be far more useful in combating. Yeah, well, that's because we have to go to these, you know, crap hole countries thousands of miles away to spread democracy so that those countries can enjoy the same type of country that we're enjoying here. What with, you know, uh unprecedented amounts of migrants from other countries raping and pillaging and robbing and stealing and causing mayhem in our streets. Isn't that what spreading democracy is all about these days? No, absolutely. And spreading democracy is also destabilizing nations that will assuredly send large segments of their population to our country. And if they can't get here on their own, then these or international organizations or our governments will bring them in for them and bring them to our countries. And uh, so, I mean, that, that's what we're looking at here. That's, you know, that's my main concern really right now with the, the conflict in Gaza and Israel is how many of these people are now going to end up in Europe and the United States. Uh, it's my concern watching uh, a bit of, uh, you know, uh, unrest in Panama right now that's brewing. Uh, how many of them are going to end up in this country? And of course, the main issue that we're facing right now is post destabilization of Venezuela. How many Venezuelans have come into our country? It's probably in the millions by now. Uh, they were the largest group to enter the United States illegally last month, surpassing Mexicans. Um, and so uh, we're reaping the, the benefits of that as well, because now we have hardened Venezuelan gangbangers uh, terrorizing local residents in cities across the United States and uh, with nobody really doing anything about it, because as we've seen, the police can't even combat the, the local criminals in our cities. So why not bring in a few more and just turn every city into what effectively looks like a scene out of the purge? So with Border Hawk News, by the way, great reporting. You're an independent journalist that's been like boots on the ground covering this, looking into this. Do you think that there's any way that the you know federal judge who issued this injunction that's going to last for a week, uh, do you think that this gets upheld or do you think that the judiciary is really in on this and this open border physical invasion that's being implemented by our own fake government will just continue indefinitely until we become you know a third world country? Well, you know, I don't really think that it matters what the judges say. I think that it's pretty clear that the administration uh, doesn't really care. They're just going to keep doing, finding ways around these things, finding ways around these rulings. Maybe they'll step back for a few days here, but they'll find another way or another judge or file an appeal and eventually they'll get their way. So, I mean, even these temporary relief, uh, I, I don't really see it being a long-term solution. And uh, I think it's borne out in the fact that we're just watching the numbers multiply. They're increasing just to exponential uh, amounts uh, as these, these months and years go on under the Biden regime. And you know, now we're well, well past 10 million illegal crossings just under President Biden in the last two and a half years or so. This is incredibly dangerous. Uh, I'm curious because I respect your opinion. You're very well involved with this. Do you have a recommended solution for the American people? The solutions now, unfortunately, uh, probably are pretty ugly. Uh, I feel the same way about the United States as I do about Europe. I've covered European politics for many years and lived there as well. And uh, just seeing, you know, these are parallel situations. They're happening at the same time. They're happening in the same manner. The same groups are behind them. Um, and so I think that uh, we are well past 
the time, unfortunately, for a peaceful solution, because these people, even if you had the political will to remove them, will not go quietly. And, uh, you know, there are tens and tens of millions of them at this point. Like I said, 10 million, at least maybe 15, just in the past two to three years alone. And that's on top of everyone that got in before that. And that's, of course, uh, in addition, that's what the the, uh, groups of, let's say, refugees, quote unquote, that have been brought into the country as well, people who get temporary protected status. The Biden administration brought in 100,000 Afghans alone just after the, the collapse of, uh, of our military efforts there. And so you, these numbers, they just stack up, they stack up. And these people, uh, the vast majority of them will not go peacefully. Uh, I don't believe in paying them to leave. I don't believe in paying their way out of here necessarily. Nope. I think that these people need to be loaded on to industrial grade, military grade transports, given bread and water for the duration of their journey and return to their homelands or anywhere else that is outside of the borders of this nation. And then militarize our border and keep them out. Border Hawk News, Dan Lyman, great work. Thank you so much for being here. We appreciate it. Thank you. I really wish I didn't have to bring you this disgusting news. But you know that holster company that I've been working with as a sponsor for the past four months, Vanish Holsters, they've just been banned. Yeah, even though they're legally allowed to purchase it, Amazon, Google, and Facebook just banned it for sale to more than 7.7 million Americans who live in a certain state. Now, the good news is they can't stop me or us from getting it in their hands, or in your hands, for that matter. Now, crazy enough, the reason that it was banned is because that holster, Vanish Holster, enhances the concealment of a weapon better than just about any other holster on the market. And even better, it works with 99% of all semi-auto handguns. It works without a tactical belt. It lets you carry in multiple positions. It carries two fully loaded magazines. Best of all, using my link, you get it for $40 off. So lock in your special pricing right now. Go to Vanish.com slash stew. Again, that's VNSH.com slash stew. Again, vnsh.com slash stew it's everywhere mainstream media is howling about the new covid variants they are offering free vaccines and boosters but people are waking up to their bs and not falling for their lies any longer god gave us a brain to think and an immune system to fight off evil forces and the devilish diseases that have been unleashed on humanity we don't want to die suddenly we want to live fully we don't want to alter genetics we want to strengthen the body we have already been blessed with. Try our immune protocol today. It has 15 flu-fighting ingredients, including vitamin C, D, zinc, corsetin, magnesium, elderberry, turmeric, and more. You don't need blood clots. You don't need cardiac arrest. You don't need big pharma. You need an immune system that will stand up to tyranny. You need our immune protocol. Visit pandemicprotocol.com to fight through this flu season and beat the next bioweapon variant with an all-natural, non-GMO solution. Go to pandemicprotocol.com today. So I've got some thrilling news to share with you. The Bioptimizer's Black Friday mega sale is in full swing. And guess what? It's not just a one-day thing. It's happening throughout the entire month of November. Now, you already know that I have unwavering trust in Bioptimizer's. These guys are the real deal when it comes to improving digestion. And let's not forget about their top-of-the-line magnesium. It's truly the best on the market. Plus, they back up their products with a rock-solid 365-day money-back guarantee, no questions asked. You won't find a better Black Friday deal anywhere else and not even on the mighty Amazon. Biggest discount that you can get and amazing gifts with purchase are available only on my page by optimizers.com slash Stu Peters with a code Stu Peters. We all have those never-ending Black Friday wish lists, but this year, I challenge you to put your health at the top of that list. Why wait? 
Choose health over unnecessary things this Black Friday. Head over to bioptimizers.com slash stewpeters. Use promo code stewpeters at checkout. Remember, it's bioptimizers.com slash stewpeters with code stewpeters at checkout. Dale Richardson is a mechanical engineering technologist who believes he may have the scoop of a lifetime. Dale's work puts him in constant contact with HVAC systems, the heating and the ventilation and the AC that's essential for making the modern world livable. But according to Dale, these HVAC systems have another purpose, spreading bioweapons like COVID-19. Dale's story begins in Saskatchewan, Canada, where he was working to outfit a ventilation system for a dental clinic. Well, what Dale discovered was that the mixing formula for the HVAC was completely wrong. And so when he started to look for the correct one, he descended deep down this research rabbit hole that ended up at the American CDC. Go figure. What Dale found is nothing less than the crime of the century. He says that the correct HVAC mixtures have been out of use since 1994, meaning that the HVAC of every hospital and every clinic in the entire country has possibly been sabotaged. Dale says that his findings aren't just proof that HVAC was used to spread a COVID bioweapon, but also proof 2020 election fraud and rampant treason by elite officials was part of this plan. It's all a lot to unpack, so we'll just cut to the chase. Dale Richardson joins us now, sir. Thank you so much for coming. We appreciate you being here. Thank you for having me. Tell us your findings. I mean, help us to understand uh, how this spread COVID and what it has to do with election fraud. So the the engineering controls that were there, um, they're for aerosol generating medical procedures. Like when you go to the dentist, it kind of sprays up in the air. That mist will hang out in the, the air for days. And so the formula that they use is designed to tell you how long you need to clear the air to go between patients so you don't have a viral load. And so the piece of information that they had there would change the times on the chart by up to 10 times. It's a multiplier. And so engineering is an applied science. So every formula you see is there because it actually reflects something that was works in nature. It's de- derived from destructive and or non-destructive testing. So it simulates something that's real. So what ended up happening is, is that they quietly changed, the CDC quietly changed the guidelines in 2003 after the SARS outbreak. And so what it would essentially do is be a wrong set of instructions. So you could essentially create a number of unknown failures and an unknown number of systems that you couldn't account for. And so what you would end up doing is, is you could unleash a biological weapon and make it appear like a random outbreak. And so it's like having your thermostat in your house. You think it's going to work, but it's actually set up wrong. So you're leaving out of the wintertime, and you know, you think it's set for 70 degrees, and your pipes are going to be fine, but actually it's set for zero, and you come back and your pipes are frozen. So you have no way of knowing whether or not it's going to work, and this was issued the time under duress they weren't given to proper people with proper instructions so they were given out to the clinic owners and to the people who would use this without any instructions of where you needed to go so if you didn't have engineers on your staff you had no way of knowing how to use this so it would get the people to implement um the the delivery system themselves by giving them a bad set of instructions. It's a very well thought out manner of doing this. 
Who would have had to have been involved with this and had the knowledge that they were sabotaging these HVAC systems? Well, first of all, uh, it would be uh, all the engineering bodies would have to stay silent. Um, I actually saw from some of my work that they had uh, a mechanical engineer that was working for the CDC that was going and instructing people wrong during the COVID pandemic. Now, this is fundamentally wrong because if I give somebody a bad set of instructions and I put them at risk, then I'm liable for it. And that's you should go to prison for that. This is 100% deliberate intent because when you do something like this, you have to have some kind of paperwork to justify this. And I pulled freedom of information requests from the province of Saskatchewan, and they had not one piece of paper. Nobody had any paperwork to, to, to actually justify this. In fact, you couldn't because you took something that worked in practice, which I found from the guidelines in 1994, and then you took away a part of the formula which made it impossible for it to work. So there's a lot of people responsible, including the CDC, for issuing it. Well, yeah, we think that the CDC is a terrorist organization. Uh, it should be immediately abolished and most of its agents arrested. Uh, what does this have to do with election fraud, Dale? Well, since you created a delivery system for a biological weapon that could be designed to look like a random outbreak and COVID was pushed onto us right before the elections. This was the mechanism by which they made all of the changes to the elections in the United States and even here in Canada. And they put a lot of the lockdowns that, you know, took away your freedoms and so forth. So they knew that they were sitting on this and they knew that it was wrong at the CDC. The engineering bodies all stayed quiet all across Canada and the United States and they let it happen. The engineering body should have been all over them in the first place to stop them from doing this. They knew that this was something that could never work. It could never be put into the hands of incompetent people and expect them under a whole bunch of duress to make the right decision. They set people up for failure. So in these hospitals and in these dental clinics and clinics around the country, both your country and ours, you're saying that everybody that was on these crews understood what they were doing, but nobody spoke up? Nobody had a moral compass? Nobody th knew that they were doing the wrong thing and wanted to blow the whistle? It, it came actually came from the government, the people who were putting out the guidelines. The people that they were giving it to, they didn't have a clue. Some people, like say, for example, my daughter worked in the Saskatchewan hospital. They have engineers on their staff, and they knew that they were implementing wrong. And she actually made a complaint. And um, she got persecuted for it severely by the union and the hospital as well. And so there are people that knew what they were doing wrong. But there were people, for example, like my dentist who I spoke to, she had no idea what to do. And I said, don't do anything until I find something out. But then there were other clinics that got incompetent people like plumbers and so forth to just go ahead and implement that wrong. And we have evidence of that. So what would you tell current HVAC people that are working in these hospitals and clinics? Could this still be being implemented right now? Is there a way that they could go and check this to confirm what you're reporting your findings were? Well, I, I, absolutely. First of all, they need to get the proper guidance and see if you're using the proper guidance. And if you're not, then you need to implement it properly. Because right now, you have no idea how bad this 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 uh, sabotage guidelines are. like and I was looking at other areas outside of 
dental clinics and you're seeing a lot of wrong practices that are being implemented and pushed through the COVID uh, under the guise of the COVID pandemic. So by this logic, though, if the case was that they were doing this in hospitals and clinics, why didn't all of the staff become deathly ill with COVID-19, whatever that is? Well, I don't think that COVID-19, from the research that I've looked at and discussing with medical professionals, that it was designed to kill you. It was not. From what I understand, it looked like it more like was something that would have a stacking effect to weaken your your um, your filtration system, so to speak, um, like your kidneys and so forth. Your, it was found in your your uh, your GI tract and so forth that would help make the vaccine more effective. And we know that when you get vaccinated, you have COVID more severely, which then they would justify giving you more vaccines. Regardless, it doesn't matter whether it's a naturally occurring or a biological weapon. You increase the spread of disease, you're done, dead on arrival. When I said that this thing was uh, gain-of-function engineered and that it was put together as a weapon of biowarfare right here at Fort Detrick in the United States and, uh, you know, in coordination with the University of North Carolina, Chapel Hill, and then offshored to the bioweapons lab called the Wuhan Institute of Virology and ostensibly other labs inside of Ukraine that are Pentagon-operated, taxpayer-funded, CIA-overseen bioweapons labs, dozens of them. Uh, Victoria Newland from our State Department is, is right on tape admitting it in front of Marco Rubio. When I said that they were going to use this and intentionally release it on the masses, when I said that it was intentionally released as a weapon of biowarfare to push people toward the injectable bioweapon shots and to scare the hell out of people so they'd end up in the hospital so that hospitals could profit off of putting them on this deadly remdesivir protocol when their kidneys and livers were already shutting down, this would finish the job along with the ventilators. They could get a COVID death pronunciation and make $300,000 for each patient that they killed roundabout, depending on where you are. Everybody said that I was crazy. But from what it looks like, not only did they release it intentionally, but they found methods with which to spread it more effectively. And that was by using HVAC systems in these clinics. I've got a minute left. Final words, Dale. Yes, absolutely. This is 100% what they did. And if you look at what's going on and uh, with Marburg and Ebola and all these things, these are things that are all weaponized by aerosols that they could deliver through the HVAC system. So it's not just only COVID, it's the next thing. And the vaccines can also be distributed through the HVAC systems. This is something that needs attention right now. Everybody needs to figure out whether their system is going to mitigate disease or not. Hmm. Yeah, I agree. We have to be the plan. Nobody's riding in on a white horse to save us. We are up against a murderous conglomerate, a very powerful Zionist-controlled and infiltrated murderous regime that wants useless eaters dead or locked in virtual financial or physical prison camps. Get into your pod, eat your bugs, own nothing and be happy and don't ask any questions or we'll put you in the gulag without due process. Dale, thank you so much for your findings and for being here today. More of the Stu Peter show continues in just 60 seconds. Go nowhere. Fruits and vegetables. Everyone hears about fruits and vegetables. You got to have your fruits. You got to have your vegetables. Yeah, if you want to avoid cancer, getting sick all the time, if you want to have a clear complexion, have your body functioning properly, avoid diabetes and obesity and all of these things, everybody knows you have to have your fruits and vegetables. Six cups is what they say of fruits and vegetables every day. Who has time to cut up six cups of fruits, six cups of vegetables, much less feed them to your kids? Are your kids really going to be interested in eating six cups of veggies every day? Probably not. That's why Field of Greens is what I use. 
Go to fieldofgreens.com, fieldofgreens.com. These are organic fruits and vegetables. You're going to get the exact amount of organic fruits and organic vegetables that your body needs every day. Plus, they have a money-back guarantee. If you go to the doctor six months from now and they don't say, hey, you're doing everything right, just keep it up, they'll give you your money back. Check this out. They have all kinds of different flavors of these. Uh, The one that I'm doing right now is pink lemonade. This stuff tastes really good. Just mix it with water or your favorite beverage, whatever it is. It's real organic superfoods. Go to fieldofgreens.com. Hey, if you want a big discount, you already know, throw in the promo code STEW when you're checking out at fieldofgreens.com. We'll be right back. What does the federal government do with your tax dollars? They waste billions in Ukraine. They give over $2,000 a month to illegal aliens invading our country. They murder scores of Americans with the Corona hoax bioweapon jabs. They cheat in the elections and take away your voice. And when you complain about it, like the peaceful protests on January 6th, they put you in prison, torture you, and make up phony indictments against you. The enemy wants you to be a powerless slave that shuts up and does as you are told. But there is a way out of this tyranny. Freedom Law School has been teaching Americans for over 27 years that no law requires 99% of Americans to file and pay income tax. None of their students who have stopped paying have gone to prison or had their bank account and property stolen by the IRS. Go to freedomlawschool.org today to take five steps to freedom from IRS deception, robbery, and slavery. Totally free to set you free. Go to freedomlawschool.org today. If you're over 35 and like the typical American, you start to feel tired around noon. Your ability to focus just keeps getting worse as you get older. For energy, you've probably tried coffee or tea or even worse, one of those sugary poisonous drinks that promises energy for hours, but they just don't work. Your focus never improves. ESS 60 is a molecule that Big Pharma doesn't want you to know about. That's because Big Pharma is evil and they want to kill you. And also they know how effective this is and they can't make any money off of continuously slowly poisoning you to death. Historically, this is dramatically extending the lives of test subjects and it's why I'm hooked. My Vital C is made with just two ingredients, olive oil and a powerful nano antioxidant, 125 times more powerful than vitamin C. That's ESS 60. It's also backed by a full 30 day money back guarantee. Go to myvitalc.com slash stew. Again, that's myvital, the letter C, dot com slash stew. Also, use the coupon code Peters at checkout for an additional 15% off your initial order. That's myvitalc.com slash stew. On this show, we have an ironclad principle. Even if everyone else wants to move on or get over it, we will never stop giving a voice to those whose lives were destroyed by Pfizer and Moderna's bioweapon shots. Never, ever. Amnesty is not in the conversation. We will keep giving them a platform until there is extreme accountability for the people who concocted, produced, sold, or mandated these killer shots. Even those who endorsed them or suggested that you get them. Doctors, leaders, presidents. We will keep giving people a platform until Tony Fauci and the rest have been given the death penalty after conviction that they so richly deserve. Our next guest, Lindsay House, was a college athlete. She had serious potential to go professional. Well, instead, her life took her down a different path, and she became a nurse. She was an excellent nurse. Life was fine. Well, until the COVID vaccine mandates showed up. She was the very first of the wave of jab recipients. She got her first shot two days before Christmas in 2020. Within eight hours, she had a headache and flu-like symptoms, but those disappeared after a couple of days. So she moved forward with a second dose. We've heard a lot of stories, exactly like Lindsay's. 
After the second shot, she experienced intense vibrating sensations that became so bad that she passed out. But nevertheless, she eventually recovered again. In 2021, though, Lindsay was compelled to get a booster. That's where Lindsay's life completely fell apart. Ten days after that shot, Lindsay's hair began to fall out in clumps. Her weight fell. Her once athletic muscles withered away. She developed tremors, joint swelling, muscle spasms, rashes, tachycardia, a whole lot more. But even more terrifying, Lindsay believes the shots shrank her brain, causing early-onset dementia, seizures, and a whole lot more. All she can do at this point is seek justice for what was done to her and warn the public against suffering the same fate. Well, toward that end, Lindsay had been telling her story on Twitter and elsewhere. Have a look. Lindsay joins us now. Uh, the amazing video production, very well put together. Uh, if this doesn't shock people, you know, I don't know what will. And more so, get the amnesty conversation out of people's heads. Yeah. Hey, Stu. How are you? I'm well. Thank you. Good. Yes. No amnesty. These people deserve no amnesty. Um, I have suffered for the past two years now. I'm in month 23. And these people need to be held accountable. I am bed bound and house bound some days. I can go to the doctor's office to get labs and see him. And that's probably about all my day consists of. Um, last week, I passed out twice. I couldn't get my head off of the pillow. Um, I used to be an all-star athlete. And now I'm just a shell of a person I used to be now. When you're telling people that it was unequivocally these bioweapon shots falsely referred to as safe and effective vaccines, largely by the industry that you worked in. What do they say to that? Um, a lot of people are scared to come out and talk about it, um, Stu. Um, I, I think here recently we're going to start seeing a lot of whistleblowers come forward. Um, we need to open our arms to them because they're going to be scared and they're going to be threatened for their license but they have to know that what they did was wrong and that them coming forwards and making it right will help things go along. But still, we have to go through the whole process and we need tribunals is what we need. Yeah, we do. And if the military doesn't want to do it and our Department of Defense or Justice doesn't want to do it, if the police don't want to do it, then we have to do it ourselves. Citizen grand juries, uh, short but very thorough trials, and then extreme accountability upon you know, guilty convictions. Why do you think it is that so many people in the medical industry who see what's going on, they see the uh, dramatic increase in fetal demise, they see the dramatic increase in young people being hospitalized because of these shots, young people dying suddenly, uh, died suddenly was not a propaganda piece, but it was a documentary that actually accurately depicts what's happening to people all over the planet. Professional athletes at record smashing numbers are dropping dead or collapsing on the field of play. Uh, doctors in Canada, we've done stories on, you know, well over a hundred doctors uh, that are young, uh, able-bodied doctors that just died suddenly after these shots. What's keeping these people from coming out at this point? Is it really because they just want to keep their jobs? I hope not. At this point, it's humanity versus your career. And humanity at this point is way greater than any career I would ever think of. So what do you think is the probability that people will start to understand this? I mean, after appearances like yours, what you're doing on Twitter, uh, you know, the videos that you're putting out, have you had a, a good response or are people calling you crazy? 
Well, I've had a pretty good response because I'm pretty consistent and I put up all the facts. Um, my medical records are documented vaccine injured and I have temporal causation um, from the vaccine from when it was given. It's all documented in my charts. So a lot of people are having a hard time getting diagnosed as vaccine injured because of the gaslighting from the providers. Um, we like to classify them as vaccine injury friendly providers and pro-vax providers because we're starting to see a lot of the system providers they are getting paid by big pharma so they're not going to um, attribute any symptoms to the vaccine but the private doctors will because they're not getting paid by big pharma and they'll diagnose you for, from your symptoms based off of when your injection was so it's a timeline timeline of events that they use so what are some of the ways that this shot has affected your life. I know that I ran through some of it, but take us through your daily life now and how are you dealing with it? So daily life for me, um, I wake up, I have to chug water. I have to drink salt um, because if not, my sodium's low. When I stand up, my blood rushes to my feet and away from my heart and my brain. So my heart rate goes high and I get really dizzy. So it's hard for me to um, gauge how I'm feeling once I wake up, but once I hit the floor, I'll know whether I uh, am dizzy enough to take on the day or have to get back in bed or not. Do you have family to help you? I do. Do they believe I you? Are they, are they, do they understand what caused this? Were they reluctant to or hesitant to admit it in the first place? Yeah. So at first they thought I was a conspiracy theorist. They thought I was a hypochondriac until I got the shingles. And then they were like, what the heck? Nobody at 36 years old should get the shingles. And then I got the tremors and then so forth and so on. It actually wrecked my marriage. Um, my husband, he wasn't on board at first, but then I got diagnosed and then he was. But then it just tore our marriage apart because of the strain of, you know, living a different life because I couldn't do what I used to could do before. Wait, so, so you're, did your marriage end? Yeah, I'm legally separated right now. Because you're suffering? Yeah. That's a whole nother show. So many things I could say about men that behave like boys. And right. uh, that's what a disgrace. What a disgrace. Uh, so certainly Pfizer's helping you out, right? No, no, not at all. That's a big joke. Well, what about the federal government? Nope, nobody. Nobody's coming to our rescue, so we have to save ourselves. You know, I think what makes me the most upset is, um, and, and forgive me, I, you know, I, th this may sound very insensitive, but it's, it's not your injury. It's not what you're dealing with, I think, that upsets me the most. What upsets me the most is that there are innocent young children who were led to the front of the line by their parents to get this shot and who are dealing with the same thing, but whose voices will never be heard because their parents will never admit what they have done to their children. They will never accept responsibility for what they have done. I mean, imagine the, the, the anguish that these people and the guilt that they must be suffering with, knowing deep down in their hearts and in their souls that they did this to them. And I think that's what really makes me really the most eager to seek extreme accountability for the people who manufactured and unleashed these things, for the media who told you that it was safe and effective, for people like the BBC, um, 
and the Fox News Channel for people like Tony Fauci and those above him. And the people in the military industrial complex, the medical industrial complex, the doctors that, you know, uh, said that they would love to rhythmically kick people in the genitalia for being unvaccinated. That was a Mayo Clinic doctor from Rochester, Minnesota. These people deserve extreme accountability for doing what they have done, not just to people like you, but to children, to innocent children whose lives will never, ever be the same if they even live. Turbo cancers, people in their 20s being diagnosed with stage four cancer after never having cancer before, never having it in their families before, and now they're just going into the doctor and they're being given months to live. I mean, this is really a genocidal level kill-off of epic proportions like the planet has never before seen. Do you agree with, with that? Or am I being overly hyperbolic here? No, I agree with you completely. Um, also, my dad is vaccine injured too, Stu. He um, got prostate cancer two months after his booster, and he's had two strokes since then as well. Previously a healthy guy. Um, not so much as healthy as I was, but not to cause cancer in two months and then two strokes right after yeah, that. Well, no. I mean, you were an athlete at the peak of your physical condition. Uh, you know, and, and you were a nurse and a hardworking, you know, wife and, and, um, boy, I'm just, I'm just so sorry for what you're dealing with, especially, I mean, dealing with the loss of your husband, but you know, I guess there's a blessing in everything. If he wasn't man enough to stick by his wife during these times, uh, because you were injured. I mean, I mean, there's a, there's a lot of things that can cause a divorce. Believe me, I know that. Uh, but this, this is a disgrace. Uh, and I, I'm really, I'm really sorry for that. Uh, but what I, what I appreciate is that, you know, you could curl up in the fetal position and go lay down and die and you're not doing that. You're fighting and you're not only fighting for just yourself, but you're fighting for the kids that I just mentioned and you're fighting for humanity and everybody else on the face of the planet. And we really appreciate that. Thank you so much. God bless you. Thank you, Stu. Appreciate you too. If you're looking for the newest cutting-edge products to push your brain and body to the outer limits of what's possible, then you should stop what you're doing and check out Newtopia, the most powerful bespoke nootropics on the market today. You see, every stack was formulated by a man who's the most advanced brain chemist and nootropics formula alive today. Every formula is customized for you based on your strengths, your weaknesses, your goals, so you get exactly what you need. Within 15 to 30 minutes, you should begin to feel and notice the mental effects. These formulas come with a full one-year guarantee, so there's zero risk for you trying them for yourself. If you feel like you're not fully maximizing your potential, both personally and professionally, then you owe it to yourself to try Newtopia's formulas. Simply go to newtopia.com slash stewpeters, again, newtopia.com slash stewpeters, and use Stu Peters to receive 10% off any order. Again, that's newtopia.com slash stewpeters. I'm going to fill this box here, and I'm going to try to replicate the indoor environment that most people face anywhere in the world today, the more energy efficient that we become, the more airtight that we make our houses, the more toxic it is for our environment. Our technology is vibrating the air at a rate of speed. Anything that is 0.001 microns or larger does not stand a chance in the presence of not only photocatalytic oxidation, but needlepoint negative ionization. We're sending out an ion wave that is going through walls, doors, floors, carpets, paddings, draperies, and it's 
synergistically vibrating the air and it's gonna drop it down to the ground as a biologically inert substance. Now this is where you're going to come in. You can mop this matter, you can vacuum it, you can sweep it, but our technology is gonna make sure that you're not continuously breathing this in. I don't believe in the process of elections. I believe it's all rigged. I believe that they're all stolen. And the more I talk about this with experts every day, the more I'm convinced that we're living in this movie. It's all fake. But let's just say that somehow, magically, overnight, we return to this constitutional republic, two-party representative government system where your vote counts, and it's real. There's not a single candidate who's willing to throw their balls on the table and stand up to do the right thing. The institutions that we rely on, the government, the legal system, the media, all of them seem to be increasingly focused on their own agendas rather than serving the interests of the public. We need to recognize that we can't count on them to save us. So you have to save yourself. And part of saving yourself means protecting your future. That's why I partnered with GoldCo. Because I believe that they can help you get into gold and silver just like they did for me. Here's the facts. GoldCo has helped protect over $2 billion in gold and silver for people just like you and me. And right now they're offering up to $10,000 in bonus silver with qualified orders just for being a supporter of the Stu Peters show. So whether you want to protect 50 grand or half a million or more, this is your opportunity to protect yourself from their out-of-control corrupt government. Don't be a victim. Call GoldCo, 855-706-GOLD. Again, 855-706-GOLD or go to goldco.com slash stew. You know, a lot of people are very concerned about their financial future. They see the great financial reset coming. They see their stock portfolio crashing. They see their retirement being stripped away from them. Social security is going bankrupt. Good luck getting your hands on your retirement. Your 401k is depleting. You have no idea what you're invested in. And that's why I have, from the beginning, recommended Carlos Cortez at Cortez Wealth Management. He's an independent fiduciary. He can protect you with investments into insurance policies, all kinds of other things that the government cannot tax, cannot get their hands on. The FDIC doesn't have anything to do with the Federal Reserve, doesn't have anything to do with you're not going to be invested in Pfizer and BlackRock and Vanguard and Moderna. So I do my investing with Carlos Cortez. He has helped so many people on this program, and I'm just so thankful for that. He's been here from the very beginning. If you have not had your free appointment with Carlos Cortez, please go and schedule one. Go to CortezWM.com. CortezWM.com. Cortez Wealth Management. CortezWM.com. Or call him. Write this number down. Write it down, 813-448-3446, 813-448-3446. You will also be sending me an email thanking me for making the introduction to Carlos Cortez and Cortez Wealth Management. He doesn't answer to Wall Street. He doesn't answer to the Biden regime. He's got the Never Tax Retirement Strategy. It's all part of the America First Retirement Plan. Again, CortezWM.com. We are out of time for today. We'll be back tomorrow from the same place at the same time. Until then, God bless you. <laughs>